Tom Bernard Show with Matthew Broussard. JB. Brandon Simon. Melissa Kirk. Andy Brant Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be... Oh, my God. Everybody's there yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You almost forgot me, Tom. <laughs> yeah. I did. Jeez. I was like, my God, I didn't know there were 17 people in the studio. I said, Sorry, Grandma. Oh. <laughs> Matthew, take a gander. She's a grandma. She look old enough to be a grandma? <laughs> no? What? Yeah. Is this a joke? No. no I have. No! <laughs> my, my husband's oldest son has two kids, so. Wow. Yeah. I have... 37 years old and a grandma. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I'm white trash. That is fine. I have no problem. I'm white, I'm white trash. I'm almost 41 when she had me. <laughs> oh, really? There you yeah. go. Wow. That'll happen. That'll happen. We'll be right back. Kick things off. Matthew Broussard with us. He's at Acme tonight and tomorrow night. A couple of shows, 8 and 10.30. But the 8 o'clock show tomorrow night is sold out, correct? Yeah, and tonight, too. Tonight. Oh, big shot, Matthew. Here we go. <laughs> We'll be right back with Matthew Broussard, Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com, and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord, Back in 2014, having some problems with the engine, uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. 
It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Well, you kind of have an, in a morose mood today, Cass. <laughs> what's what's the, with the music? It's my emo day. <laughs> what's your emo day? Yeah, I've had a rough right, well, morning. Just, why? What's the matter? Oh, just dealing with uh, a lot of running around. I had to get my oil changed, drop off kids, pick up a kid because they were sick, get here. <laughs> it's just one of those Yeah, mornings. you have had a big day. Yeah. You've got a big day, it's true. Is mom vacuuming? Um, yes. <laughs> No, 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 I'm printing out some legal docs oh. that I have to sign and send back immediately. So it's just, uh, that's my whole life. My whole life is that's all I do is legal docs. Talk to lawyers, do legal docs. And Matthew, one thing about, uh, look, I was born and raised in Minnesota. I love Minnesota. Half the people drive me nuts, but that's just how that is. But uh, you want to talk about a place, that if, they, if they want to go after you, man, it is unbelievable. Amazing. Where is that? Very sad, actually. Here. Minnesota. Oh. Here. Oh, like legally? What What are they coming after you for? Oh, I don't know. It's the, this, that, and the other thing. I, this, this this one's a totally different, different, totally different deal. But it's here. I'll give you an example of your political view. No, I don't know. You and I didn't talk much about political views. Sam Tripoli. Do you know Sam Tripoli? Yes. Yes, he is. Oh, did bold. you see him on the way out? He is No, bold. I didn't. I didn't. He oh, he didn't see him on the way out? say what he thinks, and I, I respect that, even whether or not I agree with that. Uh, uh, yeah, no, well, that's exactly it. But here's the deal. I, I just, uh, I wish you had seen him on the way out, because he just left here about, you know, ten minutes ago, or something like that. But, uh, yeah, I thought I thought you guys should sit down and have a talk sometime. It'd be very, very good, to tell you the truth. But, uh, like, your politics tend to, tend to be a little... You know, democratic, not far left, but democratic, don't you think? That's very fair to say yes. But yeah. not not on the extremes. I get very annoyed by the extremes. Yeah, so do we. I, I agree with you. So basically, you and Sam Tripoli and I are maybe Democrat, centrist, and Republican, not far left and not far right. Fair. Right? Yes. So why why can't we just sit down and get this stuff all figured out so we don't have to be annoyed every day doing a morning show? Because people don't want to fix things. They just want to feel right. That's it. Is that what it, they don't want to fix it? They just want themselves to feel right. Just, yeah. They, just they don't want everybody righteous. to feel right. Just that. Yeah, no, yeah. No, it's not about it's about not about solving things. It's about personal victories and ego. Why? What do they get great. out of that? Oh, it feels great. Does it? Feeling right. Being like, look, I own this person. And then retweeting you having a disagreement with someone. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I just told the story this morning on the KQ Morning Show where you appeared yesterday. It was great having you on. Thank you. Uh, great having you on again today. But I was just talking about the fact yesterday that uh, – I was talking about it today, as a matter of fact, that uh, there six different companies have owned KQRS since I started there 34 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So six different companies have come through. And one – I'll never forget one of the general managers, and I won't say who it is, that not necessary – but the KQ Morning Show was the highest rated was the highest rated morning show in the world. We had a thirty share, and I'm I'm talking about we uh, it was unbelievable. I go into work one day, 
And the general manager comes up to me with this kind of crabby look on their face. And I said, what's the matter? They go, morning show's down a point. I was like, what? Oh, so we have a 29 instead of a 30? Gee, I'm sorry. Uh, the actual, the, the average morning show in America gets about probably a six share, maybe. Okay. And in New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, even smaller than that. Uh, but that's the diversity of the of the inhabitants of those cities. But uh, it's that's exactly what I'm talking about. No matter what you do and how hard you work at it, somebody is there to step all over it. Just basically put their foot on your throat and go, they're not doing that well. It's like, good God. Can't you be happy for anyone else? And I guess that's my point. Just could you be happy or is that too hard? Too hard. And the bigger you get. The bigger you get, the more you will face scrutiny. That's the frustrating oh, yeah. part. Oh, uh, yeah. There's no, nowhere no that the, everyone dreams of being at the place where they will undoubtedly face criticism, except for maybe like Matt Damon. <laughs> there's no one who is universally loved. <laughs> <laughs> I love that example. That's a great He's example. So great. Yeah. Well, maybe Matt Damon, you know. Yeah, his buddy didn't, uh, he hit kind of a couple of speed bumps there, unfortunately, but. You know, what are you going to do? But I do like Matt Damon. I do. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. So now, this is your first time in Minneapolis. Second. I came here about three years ago for acting. Oh, about three years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, so are, are you really enjoying that below zero weather, Matthew? Man, it's crazy to me. I've Because I, I lived in the south, and I just moved to New right. York. And I thought that was cold. I really haven't experienced cold like this in my life. Six no. degrees is such a crazy number. It's not... It's it's more functional than I realize, but it's just how do you guys do that? And then next week is worse, isn't next week? You said high of negative yes. seven or something. Yeah. Wednesday is going to yeah. get down to negative twenty three. I don't know what that is. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> I don't understand. It's many that. most Your face people. Hurts every yeah. time you walk outside. Most yeah. people have never experienced it and never will experience it. Yeah. That My kind freezer of cold. Would imagine that's true. We really no. don't get. Down that it's not that often, often. yeah. Um, yeah, this is actually, I think last year we didn't even get down, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think our negative was maybe negative 10, not negative 20, though. No, that's yeah. in New York. We have it gets what is it gets like the teens sometimes, so we get those wind tunnels from the mm-hmm. skyscrapers, and those are brutal. Yeah, it's the wind that's the real problem. Yeah, yeah. Did wind, how long has wind chill been around? I don't know because I, I never. Actually, the first time I heard it, I was a little kid, and I thought they were saying windshield. So you know, <laughs> everyone does. For some I'm reason. serious. I didn't. I I'm thought sure they were saying windshield. Is it somewhat new? Do you remember? Do you remember being told windshield numbers when you were younger, or is it, did it come no, around later? No. I feel like that's a super no, millennial thing. Later. I feel like that's a very of like it's ten degrees outside. Yeah, but it feels like negative five. That's like that true. was just that made up happen. by some yeah. <laughs> soft person. Be like, well, it's the same temperature. Yeah, but it feels worse over here. My suffering is greater than mm-hmm. yours, <laughs> despite objective That's a good facts. point. Yeah, yeah, it's an absolute, very solid point. But now, how long you been? How, how long you been living in New York? Year and a half. About a year, and we're and settling in nicely. Other than yeah. the guy punching your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I still can't believe somebody would do that. We think it was a gang initiation thing. Mm. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah they're scumbag central. Duh. Uh, so yeah, to, so you, you're back in in New York a uh, year and a half. You're loving it, I would assume. Oh, right? I love it so much. Yeah, because I don't have to deal with a lot of the not having a nine to five. I don't have to deal with like the worst of it. I don't have to go into Manhattan until night. 
Um, and I don't have to deal with like the really stressful jobs that most people have there. I do just doing comedy there. It's a dream. It's, it's amazing. And the crowds yeah, are smart. I mean, people are just yep. get people know how to consume comedy. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I, I, I we had uh, I think I you and I talked about the fact that uh, I have to print out one more thing. Sorry about that, but <laughs> it has to be. I have to have it in by by two o'clock Central Time. So I gotta. I just have to print it out and sign them and send them back. Sorry about that. Have you learned how to? But it's almost sign on your computer. Uh, my wife knows how to do okay. that. Yeah. It's uh, it's a great investment of time to learn how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but if I you really hate true. trees, no, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> oh, God, Matthew, here we go. Oh, I want to ask you about that. Because I, I was thinking about you uh, today, as a matter of fact. I knew you were coming on. This, uh, this climate change, this uh, um, global warming summit that mm -hmm. was taking place, I think, in France, wasn't it? Yeah, there's, par there's was it Paris in France. One? I think it, I think I think that's they were just there this past weekend. Fifteen hundred people took private jets to get there. Ha! Huh. <laughs> now that's a bit of hypocrisy, don't you think? Yeah, uh, I don't get it. So what is that, Matthew? What the hell is that all about? What the planes or uh, climate change? Why, in why you would the the most gas guzzling, polluting piece of crap on earth? And you, 1,500 of you, decide, well, I'm going to take my own plan and go there. I, I mean, just think that's a minor thing. That's, that's a few pieces of litter when you have companies pouring out waste into rivers kind of, kind of comparison. I, it's, it, what is the top five biggest boats in the world consume more gas than all of the cars put together? So like, yes. it's more of a systemic issue of it's not I don't I mean like I you know, everyone can personally try to cut back but you're not going to fix the problem you're not going to fix the emission until you regulate companies and put out better options for you know cars and and, and consumption I mean, the carpool lane's not going to solve this issue <laughs> no I no I, I'm sure that's that's a fact there but I, I, I I've asked a lot of people and no one's been able to answer it yet but the emissions of an automobile a, a gasoline automobile mm -hmm. Uh, the, what are the emissions now? Because nobody can answer that for me. Because I know they used to be horrible, but I do remember in the 60s when I was in high school, mm -hmm. man, the, the air was, like, thick. So that was <laughs> pollution, man. That was like, whoa. But I don't know. The average car that burns gasoline. Uh, Andy, do you know anything about the emissions of an automobile? Nope. My son's usually my go-to for this, and he tells me, nope. Nope. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for all your help. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, look, I, what I'd like to believe is that none of us want to poison ourselves. No, none of us want to end the planet. None of us really wants to destroy someone else's life like they're doing now. I, that's the part, Matthew, I don't understand. Why you want to destroy someone else's life by accusing them of something. Now, if they actually did it, that's different. But the accusation is enough right now to ruin people's lives. Isn't that sad? With regard to? <laughs> well, there's so many now, I can't even, uh, uh, seriously. I, we were, well, I was just talking to Sam Tripoli about Jeremy Piven, and I don't like Jeremy Piven. I think he's a dickhead. But I do think he got screwed over in that deal. I, was there any proof that he did anything? I don't know what he was accused of. Well, he was accused of sexual harassment or sexual assault or something. It ruined his career. Mo yeah. Movie and television ruined his career. I just think that's that's a bit extreme unless you can prove it. Now, if he did it, that's different. 
Now here's the, the, the right? it's, it's, you know, uh, people have the freedom to say this guy's a jerk, and then people have the freedom to not work with him as a result of that. As long as yeah, there's right. no legal repercussions, right. it's kind of hard to complain about either side. I have trouble thinking of like, oh, you know, how dare they, you know, call Chris Harbick a creep? And it's like, yeah, but then AMC is allowed to cancel shows with him. Like it's it's all under the banner yeah. of free speech. I wish. The people didn't rejoice in the suffering of others so much. I wish that people put right. the energy, took the energy they put into taking people down into making something new, especially in my community, where it's like let's rejoice in, in the downfall of this, you know, this one person, and let's keep right. just you know beating them into the ground. Like that's a lot of energy you're wasting. You know, the best thing you can do if you think someone's you know ignorant in their work or unoriginal or just plain not talented, the best insult you can do is make something better. And I wish more energy was put in that direction. I understand, that makes total sense. I understand me. justice needs to be served to a lot of people. And I think, I honestly think the free market takes care of that in a wonderful way. I'm no libertarian, mm-hmm. but if you, if someone did something really bad and people listen to it and people stop consuming that person's work, great. That's how it goes. Awesome. No, I, I agree. If they actually did it is the big difference. If they actually me, did they, it, yeah. If they actually had done it, that would have been... I'm very, very helpful. If there is more than one accuser, I'm usually going to listen to the... If there's one, I'm going to be like, well, I'm hesitant. And usually what happens is then there's like 10 others. You're like, oh, that's, you know... I can understand, like, making one mistake on one night and, and then... Versus, like, this person... Really, a lot of people thought this person was a creep. So, just based yeah. on numbers. Yeah, I understand that completely. Yeah. Tom, I, I have your answer. Understand. What's the answer? A typical passenger vehicle emits about 4.6 metric tons of carbon dioxide per year. Typical 4.6 metric. Yep, metric tons. This is based on a on a car that does about 22 miles per gallon. Hmm. But it can vary That's obviously amazing. by Yeah, it, yeah it's sure. the average. So they're going based on a typical vehicle. That's a lot of carbon. Y'all remember the Volkswagen thing? But I'm sure it's gone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I do crazy. remember the Volkswagen. It they has gone down. Straight up lied. They had yeah. diesel engines that had like, and they weren't even <laughs> lying by a little bit. They had like ridiculously good yeah. uh, output and to the point where people were like, wow, Volkswagen is really good at these. We can't come close to yeah. that. And they were just like, turns out they were the worst of everyone <laughs> yeah. in terms of emission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's the whole, and I guess that's why I'm talking about this kind of thing because I really wish we wouldn't let people get away with, and and Volkswagen didn't get away with it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no. he did for a while. And they probably yeah, had a slap know. on the wrist relative to what they were doing. Those people never. Well, go down. that's true. Mm-hmm. What I'd like to do is meet Mr. Takata. Nice airbags, pal. <laughs> God. What is that? Is there a vehicle? Takata airbags, Mm -hmm. they've been recalled by the millions. They're so defective. Mm. These are put in vehicles to save people's lives, and they don't work. That's really nice, isn't it? They fail to deploy? I guess. There's a big problem. Yeah, what happened was when they did deploy... It like shot out metal shards or oh. something oh, like that's that, right. and like that's people were right. getting it in their like eyes and face, like embedded <laughs> chunks of metal. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing in this world? We'll take a quick break. Be right back. We're going to talk a lot of comedy with Matthew Broussard about life in general. Be right back, Tom Bernard Show. 
a program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Are we walking on sunshine? Yes, we are. I figured it's a little bit more upbeat. Yeah, instead of that. Da, 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 da. He's falling asleep that over you've there. That you've been playing all day. It's been unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, that Acme tonight, a 10.30 show, another 10.30 show tomorrow night. The two uh, 8 o'clock shows tonight and tomorrow night are sold out. Just proving what a genius Lewis Lee really is. He right? really is. Lewis is unbelievable. I haven't seen Lewis in a while. I like Lewis Lee. He's a good man. Acme's a great club. Except for Brandon. Here we go. Wait, what? I found negative. one thing. Um, let's see. According to the EPA, the amount of uh, gasoline, or equivalent of gasoline, that those private jets took was 160,000 gallons in seven hours. So it's pretty... 160. 160,000 gallons in, uh, over the course of seven hours. So. Pretty bad. That's a lot. 318 lot. vehicles for a full year, or one car driving 3 million miles. So, well, you know, it depends on how often they use these jets. You know, one time yeah, isn't going to, yeah, right. you know, be that big of a deal. But I have a feeling if you're flying a private jet, you're probably doing it more than, <laughs> more than, one, more time. than one time. Yeah, you don't want to buy a $30 million airplane and then never use it. Probably Some wouldn't be probably a good do. idea. Some people probably... Well, like that guy I in Palm Beach not, no. with a yacht that he uses like three times a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that thing is like... It's probably 20,000 square foot yacht that just sits in the dock all day, every day. So, Matthew... Um, I don't know. We get down to West Palm Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you live in New York. You don't need a car. 
Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, I don't think that no, guy it needs a yacht, one. though. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're absolutely right. I, I will tell you this. I, uh, I was talking to my wife. I now drive maybe three to 4,000 miles a year. I, I just I don't drive two. very much. About 2,000. No? Oh, yeah, you probably don't even do you've that. You've had your car for almost two years, and it only has 2,000 miles oh, on it. Well, there so. you go. <laughs> I should, yeah. yeah. I should mention to Matthew Broussard, though, that uh, it was on Channel 11 last night, locally, CARE 11 News, that uh, Minnesotans have been voted the worst drivers in America. And I didn't get a chance to vote, but I would have probably tried to cheat and vote several times. Yes, they are. That's not They're a horrible drivers. I've heard not Rhode Island ranks high. My girlfriend's from Rhode Island and said they've won yeah. that in the past. Yeah. They've won that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> they've won that <laughs> in the past. They've won that title. <laughs> well, Matthew, you might enjoy this. Maybe I don't maybe mean that. But I know 12 people from Rhode Island. There's <laughs> nobody else in America that knows 12 people from Rhode Island. Nobody. Not even in Rhode Island. Yeah, no. really. Not, not even in Rhode <laughs> Island. But, yeah, a couple of guys on this show, Doug Sprinthal's from Rhode Island, Michael Bryan's from Rhode Island. You just keep going down the list, man. It's unbelievable. Uh, Paul Mercurio. You know Paul oh, at all? Paul, Paul yeah. Mercurio? Yeah, I know Paul. Uh, Paul's a good friend. And Paul, Paul is such a nice guy. Every time I see him, uh, we, we do laugh quite a bit. But, uh, Cassie, there's an edit here. <laughs> so he says, why don't you pick me up at the hotel and we'll go grab some lunch or whatever. I said, yeah, okay, that sounds good. So I'd never picked him up before. I go and pick up Paul Mercurio. He hops in the car, and I start driving. And he said, where are you from, fucking Boston? <laughs> because he, th- he thought I was a, a bit of an aggressive driver. I'm not an aggressive driver, <laughs> but I just don't like to put up with people. You will find people on their phones doing 35 in the center lane yeah, on a freeway. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, that's that's Minneapolis bad drivers. Yes. Okay. Oh, God. They're just so I bad. think so. There's oh. two kinds of bad drivers to me because in the South. In Houston, yeah, people were bad drivers. 130 miles if, per hour? Well, no. If they saw you, they'd let you in. They just didn't see you. Whereas in L.A., oh, yeah. they knew you wanted to get in, and they were purposely trying to box you out. Mm-hmm. So it's like two extremes. Oh, yeah. Pure, neglig- pure yep. negligence or pure aggression? Minnesota's the second kind, unfortunately. Uh, they, pure they, pure aggression. Really, when, they're tr- when you're trying to, yep. like, they, are, they cannot merge because they choose not to... Like cooperate with each other. Ugh! Respect right. the zipper right. merge, man. Yeah, yeah. they do not the do zipper. that here. Love it. It's been Love proven the zipper to be merge. the best thing for traffic. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they? And is it you're getting? No, is it because Matthew and everybody else? Mm-hmm. Is it because you're in your car and nobody can get to you and nobody can harm you? So all of a sudden now I'm a tough guy or a tough woman. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, is the safety. In? I, I think, think it's people like, are impatient. You know how people, you, you, you meet someone and they're a nice person, and then you go out to lunch with them, and they mm-hmm. treat the waiter like garbage? Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate that. I think that. it's like it. that, what kind of driver? It's, people are a different person when they're driving. Like, it's an, I had a, a it's an inferiority like, complex. They feel inferior, so they have to treat people who they see as inferior yeah. to them worse oh. so they can feel better about their own position in the world. My brother is my best friend, and we were we were driving together one time, and there was a long line of like 20, 30 cars in, stuck in the right lane because that was the lane that exited, and there was traffic getting into mm-hmm. that exit. But the second We've to right lane was perfectly like clear. That. He drove right to the end of those 30 cars and merged in. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's... <laughs> I was like, who does that? Who's that person? I'm like, my still. own flesh and blood. That the intersection between 90, so disappointed. getting off of 394 
east onto 94. That's what it is, right? Or is yeah. it west? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, east. We have an intersection a lot like that where it's just one lane going from busiest highway in the state to busiest highway in the state, second place. Mm-hmm. So, But only one lane. Yeah, but yeah. only yeah. one lane. And it's made worse by the fact that everyone is constantly trying to, like, jump in in front of yeah. everyone so else. Slows everyone down. Right. Yep. Yeah, well, it makes everything a thousand times yeah, worse. That's a big problem, but let's let's speak to the bigger problem. The design of that. Well, the design was horrible. is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was. Ho- it was horrible. They could have made yeah. that ten times better by just adding a second lane yes, for they that. Um, but yeah, I mean, people are still stupid and make it worse. Mm-hmm. So. I, I wonder how it would improve uh, traffic in America if we had the same. If we drove small cars like Europeans do, because I, I, it's silly to me, people drive such big cars when it's mostly mm-hmm. just them alone trucking mm-hmm. far distances. And I don't, I don't know, I guess it's an American thing, but, like, do small cars make for easier traffic? Like, is it easier to merge in a Mini Cooper? Well, maybe. Probably. I would, I would think it would be. It's easier yeah. to park. Yeah, logically, yeah, you can fit dude, more LA, I, I started, yeah. like, when I lived in L.A., I had a, a, a Jetta, but I was, like, when I saw little those little two-person cars, that's how, like, women feel when they start to get baby crazy. I was just like, I want one little car. I want to pinch his cheeks. I'm like, oh, you can park. You can park face first between two cars. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah parallel park. You can, like park between two cars that are metered, and not even have to pay for the meter because yeah. it's yeah. such a short little car. Oh, I want one so bad. Yeah, that's the real reason that in England they have such small, like they have compact cars of our cars. So yes. it's, it's like weird. Like a Ford Focus here, mm-hmm. which is a compact car, is much smaller. It's an SUV there. Yeah. No, it's like much smaller. <laughs> it's a Hummer. There. Yeah. So it's like they do that because they have to park like on the sidewalk. Yep. And they park anywhere they want pretty much. So they have to have small cars to do that. How's parking in this city? Not good. Mm. There's not enough available parking, but it's not horrible. Well, the city's growing too fast. And yeah. they the only thing they build is condos. They don't build parking. Yeah. So the other problem we have with that, Matthew, is that, that the building that Acme's in, mm-hmm. uh, our podcast studio used to be in that building. You cannot park And it was there. fine. And you no. cannot park yeah. there. So yeah. we're, we're going, well, we're going to have to move because there's nowhere to park. And then they jacked the rent up to five grand a month. I'm like, what? Yeah, calm down. So there's nowhere to park, so I, you should charge me more. I yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, I love that building. I love being in that area. But now it's just there's nowhere to park. There, it's just it's a pain in the ass. It really is. But it's unfortunate because I do love that. You know that, Matthew, you know that there's a creek that runs under that building? Really? Anybody tell you that? Yeah, absolutely. You know that the Mississippi River is right there behind the club, right? Yes, but I haven't seen it. I saw it on a map. I need to go walk up to it. Are you sure you want to walk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's a little chilly for that. It's a little chilly for that. It's a little chilly to be taking a stroll. But, yeah, that building is so cool. It's called the uh, Itasca Building. But... Off, there's a little tributary off the um, Mississippi River. It goes, it still goes underneath the building and then goes back out into the river. And what it was is that building used to be lumber storage way back in the day. They were built for lumber storage, as a matter of fact. So they would bring, you know, the lumber down from northern Minnesota, unload it into that building, and then go back out into the the river. Uh, and then if anybody, you know, they'd obviously take take lumber down the river as well but the problem was you used to be able to go look at the little tributary 
because it's right in the basement. It's not far at all from where uh, from where Acme is. But uh, I asked him, can I go look at the uh, tributary? And they said, no. I said, well, I noticed the door was locked. And I was told that anybody could just go look at it. He said, not anymore. I said, well, why not? Just that, is it a safety issue? He goes, no. A woman went in there and saw a dead body floating down the tributary. It's like, oh, my God. So apparently Jeez. somebody was either thrown in the river or, and they just happened to go down the tributary part of it. And it was, the body was right under the building. Like, God. Yeah, that is a uh, <laughs> I heard about that. Too. Interesting. Did they figure out who it was? I don't know. Did they did they ever figure out who that was? Brandon, did, I, you said you heard about it too. I heard about it, but I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. Because that's the plot to Minority yeah. Report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Ser- it's just, it's a very cool part of town. I love that part of town. Andy used to live, mm-hmm. uh, my son there engineering the show, Andy used to live right across the street from the Itasca building. And, and it just, even living there, nobody could come and see you because there's nowhere to park. Yep. Like, okay, well, whatever. It all works out in the end. Um, now, you don't, you said you don't have a car, you don't drive at all, you just take, you take... Uh, a train, sometimes well, Ubers. You, if you I'm take trains? Yeah, yeah, mostly the subway. I mean, I drive when I when I travel. I, I rent a car a lot, so I still drive yeah, a bit. Yeah. But yeah, which makes sense. Did you have see when we lived in New York, we had no trouble adjusting to that. It was just, and that was from 1981 to like I think 2011 or something like that. Wow, uh, whatever it was. But um, but we, uh, I loved living in New York City. Absolutely loved it. Lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. I learned so much. But one of my favorite things about New York, and some people go, oh, my God, what a negative thing. It's not negative because I'm not saying the man was a horrible human being or whatever. But I'm, my first day in New York, I had never been in New York before, and I was like 29 years old, 30 years old, something like that. I'd never been to New York before, so I'm walking around, and of course I go to Times Square because every kid from Minnesota, you hear about Times Square, right? You hear about, uh, you know, Times Square. You hear about the Bowery. You hear about, you know, Hell's Kitchen. Uh, so you want to go see all those places. So I'm walking through. It's about noon in Times Square, and I'm looking down and and kind of looking at the sidewalk and whatever. And the person right in front of me had tennis shoes on and very hairy legs. And then a blue chiffon dress. And I was like, that's interesting. I wonder why she doesn't shave her legs. And I looked up and it was a guy with a full beard dressed up in a woman's dress. I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's your business, sir. But then I noticed he had no arms. What in the hell? So somebody had to put the dress on. So, he, I mean, look, I got nothing against a guy wearing a dress. The fact that he has no arms, I feel bad for him or whatever. But I'm hoping that he likes wearing the dress, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? I'm hoping he... Think about that. I like, and then I get a little further. There used to be a Roy Rogers chicken. I don't know if it's still there or not, in Times Square. But I'm, I walked a little further, and this uh, man and woman are arguing. Woman punches the guy in the face and knocks him down. I said, man... This is like no place I've ever been before. <laughs> I've never seen this kind of stuff before. It is a great city, though. I, I just, I really enjoy it. One of my favorite things is get my ass kicked by the Puerto Rican kids at stickball because they were about <laughs> 85 times better than I was. But it was so much fun. Just loved it. 
anything you want. The one dangerous part is, Matthew, as you begin to make more money and you live in New York City, you can get anything, any time of the day, anywhere you want at New York City, which is very dangerous. Dangerous how? Drugs? Well, you're with a woman now, so no. No, oh. I'm just, you know, you know what I'm saying. Wait, what? The no one ever knows level what you're drops. saying when you say this. <laughs> you're like, you well, can get no. anything, any time of day that you want. And I was like, like Thai yes. food, and it gets dangerous. Not like Thai food. Okay. <laughs> not like Thai food. No, no. no. That's like, not a lot of good Thai it. options. Yeah. I a lot thought of... he was going with, like, shopping and, like, going on spending sprees. That's how it Well, that, too, because whenever Catherine like came to town, that, that was that deal. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, no, it was just, it, I think, as a, as a guy in his 20s, doing well, you know, making a lot of money and all the rest of it, to be in, a, in an apartment in New York City... And have, making a really good living and being able to do whatever you want, it's just really dangerous. That's all I'm saying. I never did anything wrong. Don't get me wrong, Matthew. I behaved the whole time. Well, I just but turned I, uh, 30 so and suddenly developed, you know, 10 years of wisdom. Uh, so, See, there you me. go. <laughs> let, me put, let me give you an example. Uh, when uh, uh, we had a roommate because uh, his name was Kelly. Uh, and Ke- when, when Kelly came home one night, he decided, hey, man, how'd you do? He, oh, I had a great day. So we ordered some, uh, you know, wine and beer and stuff sent up to the, the – it had a beautiful, beautiful deck right on the, right on the condominium. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting outside, and we decide, hey, man, let's play stickball. And I said, okay, where do you want to go? He goes, no, I mean here. So we started playing stickball on the 16th floor of a building on 20th Street and 2nd Avenue. Not a good decision, according to the police. You know what I mean? Is stickball the one where you, you fly around on broomsticks and try to catch the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the snitch? That's, Quidditch. that's, that's what not is a Quidditch? sport I've heard of. <laughs> what is, it? is it Quidditch? Yes, yes. You've never is. heard of stickball, really? No. I've heard stick of ball it. Stickball is basically but... with, a, with a broomstick and a little ball. Yep. Oh, uh, maybe I've heard of this. Yeah. It's really cool. Floor hockey, we gotta think kinda, of it. No. Yeah, it kind of sounds like hockey almost. No, it's not floor no, hockey. It's, it's baseball. Uh, it's baseball. Oh, more like baseball. Okay. It yeah. is baseball. Oh, it's wonderful stuff. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more. And please tell them that Tom sent you. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here to tell you, Priority Courier Experts has immediate openings for drivers looking for more. Priority drivers are independent contractors who set their own hours, start from their own driveways, and deliver local on-call parcels and freight, which means you're home for dinner every night, and you get paid weekly. Right now, Priority's driver-friendly lease-to-own program has brand-new dock trucks, flatbeds, curtain sides, and tractor trailers just waiting to be driven home. And Priority is also offering a $4,000 sign-on bonus to qualified drivers. So if you've got the skills, we can get you qualified to start driving a brand new truck in as little as three days. Calling all drivers. Come get the $4,000 sign-on bonus you deserve for all the knowledge and experience you bring to the delivery business. Call our fleet reps right now at 651-748-4477 or visit them online at Priority.com. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, 
We deliver. Tom Bernard Show, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew Broussard, our special guest. He is at Acme tonight, 8 and 10.30. Tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. The two 8 o'clock shows tonight and tomorrow night are sold out, but you can get in at 10.30. I would recommend it. It's a great idea. And I just, I love the fact that as we went to break there, Andy wanted to bitch about my storytelling, so we turned the mics down. <laughs> I always turn the mics off. I heard that, though. I heard you. That's no, true. I do tend to ramble a little bit, but that's just how I feel. That's just the way life is. I've always been a rambler. You know mm. what I mean? Just a rambling man? Mm. I'm a rambling man, no question about it. Matthew Broussard in studio, ladies and gentlemen. So where did, you lived in uh, Georgia, you said? I grew up in Georgia. Uh, went to high school yeah, in, Georgia. in Georgia. Yeah. Mary. You don't have an accent. Cobb. Yeah, never picked oh, up Mary the accent, accent, man. Never. I wonder why. Uh, my dad. My dad didn't have an accent. He uh, he grew up. Uh, oh, he didn't? Okay. Well, he, no, sorry. He, he changed his later in life. So he had an accent. And then uh, it was like that. He was Cajun. Very, very Cajun. His brothers still have the accent. And then he got rid really? of his accent because he got oh, a yeah, PhD in chemistry. Mm-hmm. And he wanted people to take him seriously. Well, yeah, people should take him. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. I would agree with that completely. But uh, I I just do love some of those. You go through some areas, like Mississippi, Louisiana, place like you're. Where are you talking about, basically? Yeah, Uh, a lot of Cajuns, all the rest of it. But I just love when they start talking. You go, "Only, only." Oh, okay. yeah, you know, actually, no Cajun accents. That's great. I get rid <laughs> yeah. of one of my biggest beefs <laughs> oh, is in movies you. where they're in Louisiana and the actor just puts on the southern like the Missouri accent. accent. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. It is a very no. different mm-hmm. accent. Totally. Let me tell you now. Do you watch Ozark? Yes. Anyone watch Ozark? Yo. Great show. It's a great show. Dude, the hillbilly. The hillbilly yeah. dude, that accent is nuts. And that's an Irishman. The guy who plays him is like Scottish great. or Irish, wow. and he does, and like everything he sounds, like just sounds like, oh, it's so great. Can you do that's a Missouri accent, I guess? I don't know. We're, we're proud. Mm, yeah, people, yeah, we're yeah, no, Ozark. Yeah. yeah. I don't all keep it down here. Some of y'all never been down south too much. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. They got Tony <laughs> Joe White. That, that works. But uh, I, I do love that, though. Though It's amazing to me, you know, uh, places, I haven't been in every country in the world, but England has many, many different accents. And if you ever try to talk to somebody from uh, mm-hmm. Newcastle, good luck. Yeah. They're speaking English, but you'd never know it. But it gets like that also in different parts of America, and it's just these different... I suppose it had to do with immigration and where the Irish ended up, where the Italian ended up, where the Germans ended up. I suppose that has a lot to do with accents, but I just... That southern accent, it's like they're not even trying to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's so charming, uh, though. It's so sweet. It is. It like is. I, if, As a comedian, I wish I had a southern accent because it can just make everything sense. The one word I have an accent on is accent. That's one, the one word of accent. Uh, That's where I sound uh, southern. Accent. Yeah. That's my pivot. And apparently when I talk to other southerners, I put on a southern accent. That's very common. Yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah. Coat switching, as they call it. Mm. One of my favorites of all time. I just related this earlier in the week. <laughs> I had a guy on the show from New Orleans. He's from New Orleans, right? Yeah. And he's on the show, and he's talking to me, <laughs> all the rest of it. And I said something to him that he didn't like, and he goes, Tommy, 
You're kind of a scallywag. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? Did he make you walk uh, the scallywag. plank? What happened? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> scallywag. Yeah, I had to walk the plank. I love that word, though. Sc- Times Picayune, scallywag, has probably scallywag. been the headline many, many different times. I bet if you I said think. that word like on a national stage, someone would be like, that word's actually very racist if you look up its etymology. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that okay, would not fine. be good. I'm sure everything well, is. We used it when I was very young as a term of for a what we thought was an ugly female. Oh, mm. a scallywag? Mm-hmm. I thought that was you said that was skanky. No, liar. No, liar. <laughs> 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 mm. I thought it was like a, a treacherous person of you, scallywag. Someone who yeah. like kind of wrongs you. I think so. Oh my God! There's a scallywag whiskey, scallywag scotch, scallywag pirate. There you go, walking the plank. Ooh. Scallywag's restaurant. That's so there's a lot of scallywags. I love the term hussy. No, scallywag. Husky. You ready? Hussy. That's a good one. Oh, hussy. But hussy's a great one. Yeah. A scallywag is a person who behaves badly, but in an amusingly mischievous rather than harmful way. <laughs> a rascal. A rascal is a, a rascal. scallywag. That's yeah. Imagine trying to call someone what an rascal interest. doesn't mean insult. You rascal! <laughs> you find your wife yeah. finds you cheating. You rascal! <laughs> Out of my house! <laughs> you ne'er do well. Wouldn't that be great if that, uh, that's love, the way life really was? I just love antiquated swear words because I'm so I, I don't yes. like I try to not swear, but it's so fun to be like, oh shucks. Yep. Oh man. Gosh darn it. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't hear a lot of that anymore, do you? Oh, uh, it's great, but it's just, yeah. Boy, they howdy. They kind of launch into it. <laughs> boy, yeah. howdy. Boy, howdy. Don't people in the, like in the Midwest kind of not swear as much? Uh, probably not as much. Nowhere near as much as, 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 as New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, every time they say, don't you know, they're actually, they, they want to say the F word, but say, don't you know instead. <laughs> probably, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably true. Oh, yeah. When they do that, too. That's oh, the yeah. One in the, um, I think, Matthew, you and I may have talked about this on the show yesterday, but when I left North Minneapolis, I could not understand what people were saying because really? we didn't have that Minnesota accent uh, where I grew up. We just it, it was a part of the city that just did not have that accent. So I would, I, honest to God, I once, for one of my first jobs, moved to Grand Forks, North Dakota, which if you think it's cold here, it's probably about 10, 12 degrees colder yeah. in Grand Forks, North Dakota. But um, I got up there, and I swear to God, I, they were speaking English, but I could not tell it. I had, I could not understand one word they were saying. What's the North Dakota accent? Well, Minnesota, northern Minnesota's got Dutch? the same accent, too. <laughs> no, nah, it's uh, Scandinavian. Are you a, a, a Muppet chef? What is that? <laughs> yeah, it does sound like a Muppet <laughs> chef, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much, he must have lifted that. From a Minnesota accent, because that is the Minnesota mm. accent right there. Yeah. Grand Forks Beer- is Beer- exactly 10 degrees colder than Minneapolis right now. Wow. There you go. You know, Negative oh, yeah, eight. Grand Forks is cold. Mm. The crazy one is uh, I had to research it because I had an audition for a super Chicago character. And I had to look up oh, a yeah. Chicago accent. It is its own yes, thing. It is. it is not a Midwest. It is, yep. Where they talk, no, it's they, not the bear, and they, they, yep, yeah, the they replaced their Ds with the, the, the yep. TH sound with the D sound, and they got the real <laughs> drawn-out A's. Yeah, it's a yeah, crazy one. And like I always wonder it's like did someone just start talking like that one day and everyone else was like, Yeah, that sounds good. Let's talk like that. Yeah, and it's also like within a three mile radius. So I was I was looking at YouTube videos and how to like, you know, what the accent was for that and trying to like practice it. And the guy mm-hmm. in the YouTube video said, Here's your here's your, if you don't believe this is a real accent, call a CVS 
in downtown Chicago and just talk to the people <laughs> and ask them, right. you ask them how many, you know, what, what flavor of Skittles do they have and just keep a conversation going sure. with them. And you will realize this is a real <laughs> accent. I love that. The bears. Subtitles. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. There are a lot, a lot of situations like that, and it just—I don't know. Like I said, I, I love living in America. Chicago is one of my favorite cities in the world. I love living in New York, and you know, all the areas in which I live. Jacksonville, Florida, was interesting because the one great thing about Jacksonville, Florida, was there's a, a place in Leonard Skinner's from down there, Green Cove Springs, which is just south of Jacksonville. And in Jacksonville, you'd be okay, but once you cross the Jacksonville city line and got into Green Cove Springs, if I, like, pulled over to get gas in Green Cove Springs, mm-hmm. I'd walk up to the pump and start talking like this. i tell you what, I need, I need to fill up, and then I'm going to run to the store and get me a Coke. Because if you didn't talk like that, they hated your guts. Really? It was hilarious. They did not like you if you didn't have their accent. You're so that's true. Up, like, good morning, uh, mm-hmm. good morrow, fine gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fine gentlemen. Picking caviar out of my teeth. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't like me? <laughs> No, nah, they're not going to care for that. I'm here to tell you, they would not like that down there. But it's uh, isn't it the farther north you go in Florida, the more southern it gets. Yes, yes, it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's that's the deep. Jacksonville still is the deep south, as a matter of fact. And people, I guess some people don't realize. Maybe it's now that's grown some somewhat. Um, it, it just maybe it's different now. But it, when I lived there, it was uh, that was a deep south. There's no getting around it. How far north is Jacksonville? Uh, it's about, God, maybe 50 miles from Georgia. Oh, okay. It's way far north. Yeah, it's way, way far north. It's right on the St. John's River. It was it, it was built there because of the paper mills, I guess. They built a bunch of paper mills, St. John's paper mill and all that. And I think that's why the city developed around it. But uh, it's an interesting place to live. It was, one thing that was great about it is back in those days, like if you in New York City went and bought a candy bar and it was $2, you go down to uh, Jacksonville, Florida back then, it was like $0.10. Cents. <laughs> what? <laughs> How did this happen? But they just, it was priced, it was a Jacksonville, Florida price. It just was. Uh, but another thing I enjoyed about that, as you went into Georgia, driving up there to the Okefenokee Swamp or whatever, there were billboards everywhere at the Florida-Georgia line. They had a guy, and I'm talking about a very muscular state trooper, mm. and the, the headline <laughs> on the billboard was 55 means 55. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. I guess I better behave while I'm up here. So 65, got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so 65, yeah, I got it dialed right in. But don't you, I mean, you travel around constantly now. Yes. Um, don't you love all those different, uh, all the different accents and all the different cultures? And all? I really enjoy I that stuff. Yeah, I Isn't really do. I love seeing the differences, and I like seeing how we're all the same. I like. Uh, yep. I'm I'm so pretentious. Whenever I go to a new city, I just look for the most bougie coffee shop, like the, like the like minimally decorated, where they have like three items yep. on the menu. That's where I like to be and just observe. Everything people. is made of concrete and aluminum, which yes. is apparently like high class now. <laughs> yes. Even though ten years <laughs> ago it was the lowest of all class. Yeah. Looks like an operating room. Yeah, that's my favorite. I love coffee shops. I love seeing who's there because in every in every city there's someone who like wishes they were in yep. New York and tries to pretend that their city yeah. is in New York. You got to any, yeah. Like, you got to downtown Kansas City. They're like, we're basically Austin here, like <laughs> basically like. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, there's a there's a coffee shop near my place in uh, New York, and I was 
we the coffee is great, but it's always crowded, and the baristas are jerks. They don't smile. They don't do any of this. And I figured out that they're told to be that way. It makes them seem more like upper class. Like you know, yeah. we don't we don't need to care about yeah. you. Yeah. And I realized that I tip more when people are mean to me because <laughs> I want them to like me. <laughs> Why don't you like me? Here's five dollars. Here's an extra dollar. Yeah. Do you think I'm a good person? <laughs> I guess human beings are like that. So they weird. they want to believe that they're not jerks, and if you think I'm a jerk, I can try to buy my way into your heart. <laughs> do you think I'm I lame? Love that? Yeah. No, I think it's fantastic. I do. All is different. So you just said that they're they're trained to be owly like that. Yes. What word did you use? Owly. <laughs> Owly. O W L Y. Never heard Owly. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, O W L Y. I've only owl. ever heard Dad Owls tend to be crabby. You, what? Yeah. Look it up. Uh, let's Matthew, see. Matthew, you have a son that turns on you constantly. I've heard a <laughs> term used constantly. <laughs> oh, owly. it's, a, yeah, it's a Midwest thing, mm-hmm. apparently. Yep. It is. Yeah, I've, it is. It is a Midwest well thing. Yeah. Just means crabby, right? <laughs> right. Yes. So, and next time I bring it up, Andy, don't be all owly on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Those are just I, animals. You know, I gotta be honest with you. Now I feel like I'm in a loop of well, how do crabs act? They act like owls. Well, how do owls act? Like crabs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a zoologist. I'm not familiar You'd with animal personalities. You're going to have to figure it out. It'll just be a wonderful thing. Um, I think it's very, very cool that you came into town and sold out your 8 o'clock shows on both weekend nights. Isn't that wonderful? That's wonderful. I, I mean, blame Lewis, in advance. like I said. But like, <laughs> you, blame, you blame Lewis. I blame Lewis. Yeah. I, I did not promote this on my social media the way I needed to. I'm like, well, okay. Well, it looks like they got it taken care of. But, but the question, uh, Lewis is, question is, is, does Lewis smoke outside when it's this cold? I think the cigarette I think goes, goes out because there's not enough heat in the atmosphere to sustain <laughs> right. it. I think he goes down to the uh, the, the secret, tributary. Yeah, the secret. The river tributary. Room. Yeah. Secret. He probably does. That's probably true. He probably does do that. But you know, one of those smokers just, bags it, or whatever, <laughs> where you blow the smoke into the bag and it like filters it. Hmm. What? Yep. I didn't know that. That's a thing. I, I never do that either. Can they do that with farts? I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, I like it. They have filters for your underwear. They do. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're carbon they filters you yep. put in your underwear. What? Yeah. What are they called? Pooter so you can drop it. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. Not the carbon. Okay, it's time for me to go home now. I just, I just looked <laughs> at the... We started talking about pooping in our pants. And no, I, I, didn't take a nap. I, I didn't say pooping in your pants and <laughs> farting. Dave sends Laying me weird links. I'm yeah. sorry, Tom. <laughs> right, well, okay. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matthew Broussard, tonight, tomorrow night, 8 and 10.30. Both 8 o'clock shows sold out. Uh, you can go for the 10.30 shows. Great talking to you, Matthew. Thank you so thank much you for so coming much. in. And have a great couple of shows, or four shows, actually. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Tom Bernard Show.